Welcome to the High Rankings Podcast, brought to you by Dispensary Growth, the preeminent SEO agency for dispensary. Each episode will dive into the world of search engine optimization for cannabis dispensary. We'll discuss the latest strategies and tactics to help your dispensary rank higher on search engines and attract more patients and customers. So whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, join us as we explore how to maximize your online presence and stay ahead of the competition in the rapidly growing cannabis industry. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to our podcast. We are on episode number 32. Can you believe it? So what's new with you? Other than the fact that for some reason today you're really getting on my nerves, I don't, can't explain. <sighs> Everything um, gets on your nerves, Kaz. I know, but like you, today is more than normal. Other than that, what are you doing? How's life? How's things? What's new? So I'm getting full range of motion back in my shoulder, torn labrum. So cool. yeah, that's cool. Been on the bike for a little bit. The only, I guess, hard part, other than gripping the handlebars because the broken bone in my hand, is the pushback. If I land on the jump, like it's fine because you know there's a takeoff and there's a landing. Like the, the landing is fine. It's just like when it's real bumpy or like chatter or like speed bumps, brake bumps, whatever. Yeah, that, that kind of hurts my shoulder. But I don't struggle to put on t-shirts anymore. So that's pretty cool. Getting full range emotion back. So I'm doing PT every other week. So PT guy was cool, but it's nice not going in there every Wednesday morning. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. What about you, Kaz Potts? What's I know you have a very busy lifestyle. Well, I'm getting ready to go on vacation, which I'm excited about. I leave in a few days and I get to go to Tennessee and it's going to be in the 50s, which I'm very excited about. Hopefully we'll see some beautiful foliage and just have some time with my friends who I don't get to see very often because they are not from around here. So that currently under a tornado warning or watch until three o'clock, which is always fun. It's not a hurricane, but a storm came over from the other side of the Gulf of Mexico and kind of hit like overnight. And I don't have my notifications on. I have my Amber Alert on because, you know, kids, but I don't have my notifications on. So I did not get rudely awoken, but I talked to a couple of family members who live close by and they said they didn't get any sleep. Their phones were going off all night, warning them, telling them to take cover. I think they said like two o'clock, three o'clock, 4.30, they were like getting awoken. And some areas like south of us got hit quite hard, really. I sent you the video of the trucks that had been pushed over by the tornado, people's houses. So a few counties got smacked pretty hard. But once again, unscathed. So it's just rainy and windy now. And then I guess come three o'clock, I think we'll be in the clear. So always something exciting with the weather here. That's for sure. Good times. There's more like hurricane watches, obviously, than tornadoes, right? Well, anytime you have a hurricane that like comes by, you can guarantee there'll be tornado watches, warnings. You can guarantee it because on the rough side of a tornado, which is typically like the I think it's the northeast quarter or the southeast quarter of the hurricane is like the bad side of it. So anytime you get that, you're going to get a tornado warning. But typically, yeah, we're a hurricane state more than a tornado state, really. Yeah. Tornadoes just freaked me out. Like we, we were just talking off the recording and just tornadoes just have always freaked me out. That movie Twister was just fucked. <laughs> yeah. And I've always said I would take a, I would take a hurricane over a tornado just because you get warning, you know? I feel like yeah. a tornado get like 30 seconds and then like 
Mm. Boom. And also, like, tornadoes just go wherever they want. They don't, do you know what I mean? Like, they don't go in a straight line. They're not predictable, really, in any manner of where they're going to go, where they're going to end up. They're terrifying to me, and I don't know how people live in Tornado Alley. Like, I just... Yeah, I, I saw the, the videos that you sent me, the TikTok, and, like, that's... Holy fuck. Yeah. That's pretty scary. Yeah. It'll be over by today, so later today. So that's good. Yeah, I, most of the bad weather, most of the rain and stuff will be over by tonight. It's just the tornado we have to watch or wait or whatever it is until three o'clock and then all done. So other than that, yeah, I'm going on vacation. I think that's about it. Nothing really exciting. Nice. What are we talking about today? We are talking about visibility of your website and domain authority, what that is, and how that can help you increase your visibility on Google searches and ranking. Can you briefly, because like you're, you're good at like summarizing, can you go into real brief like what domain authority is? I'm only really good at it if I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what domain authority is. I actually do because so domain authority, if you use, say, SEMrush or Ahrefs or equivalent, and you look up any website, you will see a number that is called domain authority. And that number ranks from one being the lowest to 100 being the highest. And I know we talked about this on another episode. I was like, oh, I wonder what would be like a 100 ranking website? Because I was like, it has to be a website where people frequently use it. It wouldn't necessarily be like a brand. Because I was like, oh, I don't know that like Coca-Cola would necessarily be a 100 because people don't go to that website all the time. And we talked about it. And I was like, I bet you Amazon is 100. And sure enough, we were on SEMrush and Googled Amazon, and they do have a domain authority score of 100. So it actually is not a Google thing. I know some people think that it's like a number that's assigned by Google, and it's actually not. It was actually created by a company that deals with marketing and SEO. And they've kind of, it's kind of been adapted, and, and obviously, like SEMrush, AHF. Ah, refs use it. Oh my god, my brain. So basically, what that number dictates is is the higher the number, better probability your website has of better results within the SERPs. So the higher the number, the more likely your website is to be seen, and also the higher the number, the easier it will be for you to rank for keywords. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, that's summarizes it. That's basically how authoritative your website is in your space. So how authoritative your dispensary's website is in the local markets, if you're single location or like MSOs, how authoritative it is. So, and also it leads into you put up content such as, I don't know, like um, how to rule a joint. If you have a really high domain authority, you can rank that content faster because there's a lot of people Googling that, searching mm -hmm. for that topic. And then that can be the entry point into your website for them to shop and to buy. I mean, if they don't want to roll it themselves, they can just buy a pre-roll or the flower or whatever it is. That's the entry point into your website. So that's when you have a high domain authority, like you said, it's a lot easier for that to happen. Sure is. I thought I was going to have one more point to make about it, but I guess I don't. I thought I did, but my it has escaped my noggin. Okay, so we have domain authority. So how do you increase that number? Because obviously we've talked about the number being from 1 to 100, right? So, I mean, the chances of anyone getting to 100 is not... Probably not going to happen. Not going to happen. But how do you, like, 
let's not say that you're a brand new website because that's a whole another ball of wax. But let's say that you're a website that's been around for a while, but you kind of really haven't put too, too much in it. And now you're starting to like take SEO more seriously and invest in that. Mm -hmm. And you you want to get your number up some more. Like what would we tell our clients that we would do for them in order to increase that, that number? Well, to increase the domain authority. So let's just say one location in Denver. We should look at your competitors, see how competitive that market is, run their stats, their data. What are your competitors' domain authority? What are they ranking for? And if you want to increase that number, optimize your website first to run an audit, make sure it's all clean, fix any of the you know missing H1s, get a plan together, get some keywords you want to rank for. That's assuming that's all done. So fast forward ahead of that, like you, you've cleaned the inside of the car, you don't want to clean the outside of the car. So the guts of the website are good. You've already done the audit. That's fine. And to increase the domain authority, you start making content. In other words, words on your website with keywords that people are looking for in your market. So again, using the example of how to rule a joint, there's a lot of people that search that every single month. And that's a great way that content like that, like with that topic and all the ancillary keywords, like what is the joint? What's the best weed for a joint? Or, you know, I don't even know if there's a keywords, but you get the idea. You have your keyword inventory, use mm-hmm. that in the article and then put that on your website and then do that again and again with all the different kinds of topics that would make sense for your niche. So it's adding in highly searched topics and then that content will pull in domain authority and that also supplements and supports your local pages. So like your Denver dispensary page, that's what gets those pages to rank high. So it, it's cyclical, like it works hand in hand. So that's, I know it's a long explanation, but that kind of content, that's kind of like rack focus, like what's the difference between Indica and Sativa, like, like that kind of content that really boosts domain authority. And you know what else I would do? I would look at, I would identify, well, you probably already know who your main competitors are in your local market. I would look at their websites on SEMrush or whatever you use and see who has the higher domain authority and then start digging through what they do. Because yeah, good call. really you're trying to get yourself more visible than them on um, local searches. So what better way to do it and see what's working for them and take that and run with it and improve on it. And then that will push you higher. Yeah. Yeah. Reverse engineer what they're doing. Do they have, you know, different content silos? Do they have like qualifying medical condition silo? Do they have a blog silo? I would hope so. Do they have, I don't know, like whatever silos that they have, are those actually working? And then use SEMrush to see what pages are actually pulling in traffic. Mm -hmm. And then look at those pages exactly what you said and just make them better. Also, I think it's also really important to check your backlinks when it comes to domain authority. And the reason I say that the quality of your backlinks really does play an important factor in domain authority. So you want to make sure that the quality of those backlinks is legit because that can hurt you. Yeah. You cannot have toxic backlinks that can cripple a website. Google's too smart for that now, especially like with their latest update on helpful content. Backlinks still play a, a huge, huge role in local citations. So like being mentioned, like in local newspapers, local directories, that's huge. And so you can run a domain overview in SEMrush and then it'll tell you if you have toxic backlinks or not. You can just disavow those. But yes, backlinks are massive for that. Real quick, I do want to touch on one thing very quickly to not get confused between domain authority and page authority. So domain authority 
is your entire website. Page authority is the strength of a page on your website. So, you know, you might have a really strong page on your website that has a higher number than your domain authority or your whole website. And that's okay. That, that happens, but you can't take the page authority number and run with it because that is not the same thing. And I know sometimes people can get confused with that. So domain is your whole website page authority is that specific page that has been ranked with that number. If you see it, can you give an example of a, a page like a URL? Oh, it could be a blog page. It could be a FAQ page. It could be a, a page on a specific condition, qualifying condition. It could be any of those pages. You could have written a blog about something that is really topical at this time and somehow goes somewhat viral. So that's going to give you obviously a higher ranking number than your whole website. Could be any page really. So it can be like like www.dispensary.com slash blog slash how to roll a blunt. Yeah. Yeah. That's your page. And then your domain would yeah. be just www.dispensarynamed.com. And to be clear, Google ranks web pages, not websites as a whole. Right. So rank web pages. So individual pages, obviously you want to build as many pages as possible with content. But yeah, that's, that's a good point. I think what happens to like, hopefully this is an off topic, but the more content you build, you're going to have outliers like the 80, 20 rule, 20% 20 of that is going to pull up or outrank everything else. And then you can just piggyback off of that ranking content, but you don't want to go too wild because that's page authority and not domain authority. Yeah. And I think that's kind of where it gets confusing because you want your domain authority number to be higher, but Google doesn't rank your website. It ranks your page. So I can see why that could be confusing, but you just have to remember that the higher the domain authority, the easier it's going to be for you to rank those individual pages that Google yeah. Is. yeah. So it can, you know, it can get confusing a little bit, but that's basically the gist of it. And like I said, domain authority is not a Google thing. They didn't come up with that. It's not one of their parts of their algorithm necessarily. So it gets a bit confusing, but that's kind of the gist of it. So we talked about obviously the content that you need to create that will help you with your ranking, your domain authority ranking. And you talked about obviously like the technical part of your website, making sure that that's running smoothly and that all of the technical stuff has been done on your website, like speed and those kind of things. So is there anything else that can either hurt or help your domain authority number? Having a website that's easily crawled or that's made to be easily crawled by Google is huge. So like different sections, like a hierarchy. So slash mm -hmm. blog, slash qualifying conditions, slash frequently asked questions, having different silos set up on the website is huge. That definitely helps. And then like we've already mm -hmm. talked about disavowing, you know, toxic backlinks. I think that's huge. And just mm -hmm. like having a schedule of getting a content updating it more than once a month, yeah, at least a couple times a week, having a proper plan, that definitely helps too. That's huge. So you know, like when we run Screaming Frog or something like that, and we're making sure that all our on-page and off-page linking is working properly, yeah, I'm assuming yeah. that's, that goes towards like your domain authority, right? Because if you, if you have a website that's just littered with links that aren't working, not backlinks, I'm talking about, you know, links like that we've- Page links? Those page links. Yeah. I'm assuming that if, if a bunch of those are broken, that that's not going to help you in any way. Yeah, that's that's no bueno. Google will know that it's it's a bad experience for the user. 
Google will know that and you'll get dinged with that over time. Yeah. So if you were a brand new website, let's say you have a brand new dispensary you're about to open. So you're creating a website, you're doing SEO, you're doing all these things outside of the things that we've discussed for this website that already existed. Is there anything in particular that's unique to a brand new website that they should do in order to increase their domain authority? Google has never officially confirmed that there is a sandbox, but it's basically a leash that's put on a brand new website because there's no authority to it, which is literally what we're talking about. So if you have www.dispensaryA.com that's been up for 10 years and you have www.dispensary.b that was deployed two weeks ago, it's like, okay, which one do you think is going to show up on Google? Right. Obviously. The one, right? So yeah. if you're a new dispensary just getting deployed, so We've been through that a couple of times where you want to go to social media listed on LinkedIn, listed on Facebook, don't get banned, but listed on there, send social media cues there, like pointed towards social media. Yeah. Put on LinkedIn for sure. LinkedIn's huge right now for that. And post blogs, reach out to like local newspapers, have them and like do a guest post for the newspaper and then, you know, just offer to write one and just say it's in exchange for mention of the new dispensary. Or just have like a grand opening and then just have some writers just reach out to local news outlets and just have a writer show up there and they'll like, that's their job, right? So they should at least cover it on the website. Yeah. Um, Get as many third-party links, backlinks as possible and list your site on Google business profile. So get set up in that. That's huge. That's actually critical that that be set up. And there's, I think we've done an episode on that, how to set that up, set up the until you get your city page, just use your homepage as the URL. And then when you get your city page up, then list that as the URL. And that right. that's a really, really good start. And then just start pumping out content like we talked about. Get a plan together, keep it clean, run an audit every couple of days, and you will see progress. It's just, it might not be right away just because it's that sandbox is really frustrating. And we know because we've been through that. It takes a little bit of time, but once you through it, it's freaking awesome. And then your site gets to boss mode where you put up a page in like a matter of hours, it will literally rank on like the second or first page. That's when it gets fun to put up content because it's like, damn, okay, this is real. Like yeah. this is actually real stuff. And I, I also would say this, any content you put on your website, the quality of it needs to be good. I'm not advocating for like not great quality content, but I will say that with a brand new website, the quality of your content in regards to what the user, the searcher is looking for, and also the frequency with which you upload your content is probably more important on a brand new website than on an older website. That's not giving all of you older websites permission to be slacking, but I am saying that if you have a, a high frequency of posts and that doesn't change, say you post every every other day and the quality of what you're putting onto your website is high and topical for what people are looking for in your area, that will help you. That will go a long way. If you're just throwing up pages to throw up pages and nobody's looking for what you're throwing up on your website and you just do like, oh, I'm going to put up four things today and then you don't worry about it for 10 days. At that point, you're not helping yourself in any manner whatsoever. So you really need to start doing your research way before you start posting content onto your website. Yeah, good call. Good call. Okay. Is there anything else that we haven't thought about? (laughs) Because I feel like... I would say properly monitoring your website, putting up the content and then 
you know, it's like the watch pot never boils. I think you, sh- you should check analytics every day, but if not every day, then at least every other day, but just check how the impressions you're doing. So you can go into Google analytics, you can go into like users, new users, all of that. And then like your page title, see how your pages are performing. And then you can go into search console and check your impressions on there too, your click through rate, all of that. But you can do comparisons. So one month versus the next month, you can like benchmark timeframes. That's pretty important too. So tracking it is, is huge. You can't improve what you don't track. So you've got to track it. So again, use Google Analytics and Google Search Console to track that. Maybe we should do an episode on, well, I, I think we already did actually, <laughs> on uh, tracking like properly doing uh, like monthly reviews and and all that. I, I think we did. I don't actually. know if we've done a deep dive into it. I know we've talked about it before, but in terms of, because there, there's more than one way to track it, right? You could argue that, well, tracking it is if I type something, if I type my search in Google, I could see where I'm coming up on the page. I mean, yeah, that is a way of tracking yeah. it. But there's also a way of tracking it when you compare against your competitors and you can compare in terms of their organic searches, if they've increased or decreased. There's obviously Google Analytics, which is a way of tracking it, conversions. So there's like more than one way of being able to track the performance of your website as a whole, but also individual pages or blog posts or, you know, whatever it is that you're you're putting up. Yeah, yeah. You need to do a deep dive into that. That'd be a good episode. I think so. I mean, every yeah. episode is a good episode. And yeah, very good topic. I'll have to double check and see what we've done. But yeah, that's a good idea. Look at that. Coming up with podcast ideas for you listeners on the go. I mean, don't say that we don't put in the effort because... That's how we roll. You do. Okay. Well, I kind of feel like that sums it up for today's episode. That's all I got. Also, it might be because I am like slowly creeping into vacation mode. So... Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. But as usual, you can find us on LinkedIn, YouTube, Instagram. We are at 99 followers on Instagram. So yeah, find us on there. You know, comment, subscribe, review. We love reviews. Let us know what you think, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. And we'll see you in the next episode when I shall have returned from my vacation and I'll have all kinds of lovely stories. You might have an update. You never know. Peace. Bye-bye. And that's a wrap for today's episode of the High Rankings Podcast, brought to you by Dispensary Growth, the preeminent SEO agency for dispensaries. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you found value in the insight and the tips we shared. If you did, please hit that subscribe button. And if you're feeling super generous, we would love it if you left us a review. If there's a specific topic you'd like us to cover in a future episode, or if you have any questions, you can go ahead and find us on LinkedIn or YouTube. We'll see you next time.